everyone. You're listening to Crunch Squad. It's a podcast within a podcast where we discuss the rules, the mechanics, and the number crunching behind this wonderful game of Dungeons and Dragons. I am Ned Wilcock, your host for Crunch Squad, and today I'm joined by... Mickey, and I play the barbarian warlock, Malamara. Yeah, surprise. Turns out we haven't actually done Barbarian yet for Crunch Squad, which feels like maybe a bit of an oversight. We had some people come in and we had some guest stars and we had wonderful Joshua with us. So we wanted to yield to some of those other (laughs) friends we had. Yeah, but Malamara is more Barbarian than Warlock at this point. She definitely, definitely is. And so you've probably heard a lot of this stuff already talked about in our episodes, but we're going to dig into the nitty gritty here and especially look at some of these higher level abilities because uh, pretty far away from some of those. Unfortunately, it's the curse of multi-classing. Yeah, that's why I only have one level in Claret. <laughs> Someday we'll convince Jacob to take another level in something so he can feel our pain as well. That's right. Mm-hmm. We, all, we all need a little bit of that. So first thing interesting to note with Barbarians is they are the only class in the entire game that gets a D12 for their hit die. They sure do. And um, going into building my character, I knew that I eventually wanted multi-class in it. So my con modifier is my highest modifier. And that D12 with a plus four to con is just... Nah. Yeah, and not a lot of weapons use D12. I think only the Great Axe uses the D12. So basically, unless you have Witch Bolt, then you only get to roll your D12 if you're playing a Barbarian. Yeah, pretty much. But looking at the specific features that the Barbarian gets, we're going to start with Rage, the bread and butter of the Barbarian. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about the way that it works first, and then we'll talk about why it's awesome. So first of all, entering Rage is a bonus action, and while you are raging, you gain a few different benefits while you aren't wearing heavy armor. That's the caveat here. While you are raging, you have advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. When you make a melee weapon attack using strength, you gain a bonus to the damage roll that increases as you gain levels in Barbarian, and there's a little column in the class chart. So starting out at level one, you get two additional damage when you attack while you're raging. Starting at ninth level, you get three, and then starting at 16th level and going through the remainder of the range, you get plus four damage to each of your attacks. And then you also have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. So those are the benefits you get while you're raging. Pretty darn good. It's super good. It is sometimes weird, I feel like, to to be the tank and want to absorb that those hits. And what you give up in the armor class, you definitely gain back in the hit points with that D12. And the rage yeah. taking away the bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. So you, you do cut through some of that damage, but it is weird to do a build and go, oh, my armor class is not that great. Yeah, even though, uh, we'll just skip forward real quick to unarmored defense, Mm -hmm. because this kind of ties in with what we're talking about. While you aren't wearing any armor, your armor class equals 10 plus your dexterity modifier, which is, you know, how it is for all players if they don't have armor on. But barbarians also add their constitution modifier to that. Mm Mm-hmm. So you do have a better armor class than you would have otherwise while you're not wearing your armor. But going back over into raging... A lot of great benefits, being able to take a lot of damage. It doesn't necessarily even matter that your armor class is a little bit lower because you're having most of the damage that's coming in. Mm -hmm. But 
In Malamara's case, uh, and in the case of anybody who is multi-classing spellcaster with a barbarian, tricky thing here is you can't cast spells while you're raging. Which is incredibly, incredibly frustrating. <laughs> I did mm-hmm. just read a Reddit, though, that made a really good case for the spell Mirror Image that I've been wanting to mm. work at because it's not a concentration spell and Malamara keeps it in her Ioun Stone. And so if you cast it before you rage, you can have th- you know, four raging barbarians on the battlefield because it's not a concentration spell. It just is an effect. And so they made the case that yeah. even though you cast it before you rage, it should still continue on because you don't have to concentrate on it. And it's, the book specifically says that um, you can't concentrate while raging. Yeah, that's kind of a tricky interaction because if we look at like Fleepel, for example, Fleepel can't cast spells while he's in animal shape, mm-hmm. but he can still maintain concentration on spells while he's in animal shape. So stuff like casting Healing Spirit and then going into animal shape, he gets the benefit from the spell, but Malamara can't do that, unfortunately. Yep. So a little downside, it's kind of a, an edge case, honestly. Not many people who are playing Barbarians are also multi-classing as spellcasters. Spellcasters, yes. But uh, some other caveats with Rage only lasts for one minute and it also ends early if you're knocked unconscious or if you end your turn and you haven't either attacked a hostile creature since your last turn or you haven't taken damage since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also end it for free as a bonus action. But... Uh, there's a limit to the amount of rage that one person can contain, it seems. Yes. Yes, it is. And the number of times you can rage per long rest is also something that scales as you level up. You can do it twice starting at first level, and then three times starting at third level, and then eventually four times, five times, and up to eventually you can do it an unlimited number of times when you reach level 20 in Barbarian, mm-hmm. which is pretty great. In and out, in and out. I, I've played a lot with that aspect being a spellcaster of jumping in and out of rage. I think that's kind of a fun mechanic that I like to play with of how many rages can I get away with and how much can I get out of it and then do something and then go back into it. Mm -hmm. Especially because we just talked about spellcasters can't do it while they're raging. And so I try to use those number of rages you have a day um, (laughs) kind of recklessly on the battlefield. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I I like the idea of going in and out of it, especially because story-wise, we've kind of laced Malamara's barbarian rage with her her warlock patron. Mm -hmm. That it it doesn't it's not just a separate part of her. It's there's not the warlock half and the barbarian half. It's very much intertwined together, which has made for some interesting storytelling and learning the mechanics and how to play with those mechanics within those confines. Yeah, I personally just in kind of a an RP sort of methodology, I am more of the opinion that if you've got the resource, you might as well use it. So like how often are you playing a video game and you get to the end and it's like, oh, I've got these hundred potions that I never use because mm-hmm. I was saving them for yep. a rainy day. <laughs> and that rainy day came and went several times and you still didn't use them. Yeah. So, you know, if you've got rages, you know, if you don't use all your rages during one day, then you just kind of lose them. Mm -hmm. If you don't use your spell slots. So if you got it, use it. That's my opinion. But moving on then. uh, So rage and unarmored defense are the things you get at level one. Then starting at level two, we get two more features. The first one is reckless attack, which is pretty fun. 
So this is a very thematic part of the Barbarian where it's like, I am going to just go completely reckless. And so when you make the first attack on your turn, you can choose whether you're going to be making reckless attacks. And for that entire turn, every attack you make is going to be with advantage. The downside of that is because you're attacking so recklessly, all attacks against you are also going to have advantage until your next turn begins. So this is some give and take that we got with the Barbarian here. And then the next thing that we get at second level is Danger Sense. And we've seen Malamara use this a number of times, I believe, that uh, if there is something, an effect that you can see that is going to cause you to make a dexterity saving throw, you can make that saving throw with advantage. Yeah. And there are some expected caveats to be here. If you are blinded, deafened, or incapacitated, you do not get that benefit, which is, you know, just makes sense. Yeah. TBH. <laughs> Unconscious body on the ground and just, like, advantage on a dexterity save. Yeah, it makes perfect <laughs> sense. Then starting at level three, you get your primal path, which uh, we'll talk about this more in a later Crunch Squad because there's a lot of cool stuff to dig into with the Totem Warrior, which is Malamar's subclass. Yes. But yeah, we'll save that for another episode like we've done with our other classes because there's just so much stuff in each of these things here to dig into. Then, uh, pretty standard fare, you get an ability score improvement at level 4. Barbarians get their ability score improvements also at level 8, 12, 16, and 19. Uh, pretty much expected there. And then, starting at 5th level, extra attack and fast movement. Yes! Which... We just leveled up enough that Malamara yes. now has her 5th level Barbarian. And it's so good! <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to remember, did we comment actually in the episode itself, your fight in the Bloody Bowl, when you were like, I'm not level five barbarian yet, yeah. I'm only level four. Yeah. And Thomas is like, oh, oh that's why oh, yeah, you're that's having why. such a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because starting at fifth level, you can attack twice every turn when you take the attack action and your movement speed increases by 10 feet if you're not wearing heavy armor. Yeah, barbarians get to be speedy little devils like monks. Yeah, comes in very handy when you're fighting against two different people in a confined <laughs> space. You would think it would be helpful, and um, I'm sure it would have been if I, uh, you know, had that ability. <laughs> yeah, but next time you end up in, you know, a cage fight in the middle of an underground fight club, then I'm sure, sure it'll be much better. Then the next feature we're going to talk about comes at 7th level, and all of these are features that we definitely have not seen yet in our games because we've been pretty far from reaching those barbarian levels. At 7th level, we get Feral Instinct, and there's a couple benefits that we get here, one being that you have advantage on all your initiative rolls, and additionally, if you are surprised at the beginning of combat and aren't incapacitated, you can still act normally on your first turn, but only if you enter your rage before doing anything else on that turn. I think it's a very interesting ability for the Barbarian to have, that they, with an, an advantage on their initiative roll, has a higher chance of acting sooner, and even then, they aren't surprised on a surprise round. They're able to act normally if they enter that rage. And I just think that's really an interesting ability to give specifically to the Barbarian. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that we've talked about the rules for surprise rounds before actually in the show, but this is Crunch Squad, so I'm going to do it again. Mm -hmm. If you roll initiative and certain characters are surprised, that means they just don't get to act during the first round. The Barbarian, however, doesn't have to worry about that. You have your feral instinct that is keeping you going. 
I think it also really helps with the thematics that you only get that ability, though, if the first thing you do on your turn is enter into your rage. Mm -hmm. You have to use that bonus action to rage. Which barbarians aren't typically using their bonus action for many things otherwise. So, but yeah, just very thematic that, oh, there's somebody over there. Boom. Boom. I'm just right on top of that. Then moving up to ninth level, we get brutal critical, which is a very cool name for a feature and it's justified. So typically when you get a critical hit on an attack roll, then you take all of your damage dice and you roll them twice and total all of those up. With Brutal Critical, when you make a critical hit, you get to roll an extra damage die when you're determining the damage. And then, when you reach 13th level, you roll two additional damage dice, and 17th level, you reach you roll three additional damage dice. Is there any chance that Brutal Critical stacks with the Half-Orc Savage Attacks, which is essentially the same thing, that when you score a critical hit, you roll one of the weapon damage dice an additional time? I feel like that would be a little OP to stack, but do you think it stacks? I think it stacks. Here, let me take a gander at our half work here real quick, just to refresh my memory. So the exact wording we've got here for savage attacks, when you score a critical hit with a melee weapon attack, you can roll one of the weapons damage dice one additional time and add it to the extra damage of the critical hit. I mean, it sounds to me like it stacks. Could, like temporary hit points specifically say that they don't stack. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's I don't know if there's any rule maybe in the DMG or anything that say a racial feat and a class feat don't stack. I, I never I don't think I've like focused on that critical because we are so far from a level nine barbarian that um, as you were reading it I was like wait I think the half orc has that as a racial feat. So if you're a level nine half orc barbarian and you get a critical you would you would roll four damage dice. Yeah. Because you roll them once, you roll them, well, six. Because then you roll them again for if you're, I'm o- operating on the assumption that your weapon has two damage dice because most wield like a great sword, which is a 2d6. And then you roll them again for a critical and then roll them both again for a brutal critical and a savage attack. Yeah, let me work through this so first of all i do have a tweet here from jeremy crawford savage attacks and brutal critical both let you roll one extra die so they do stack so let's say you're attacking with a great axe for example our lovely lonely d12 weapon so you roll critical hit typically you roll 2d12 brutal critical lets you add an additional damage die bringing it up to 3d12 savage attacks lets you roll an additional die bringing it up to 4d12 That's awesome. And that's at ninth level. When you reach 13th level, that's 5d12. <laughs> and 17th level, that is 6d12. That is brutal critical. Yeah. Now look at us finding these awesome synergies between race and class. And then starting at 11th level, we get Relentless Rage, which is also a very awesome feature name. So starting 11th level, your rage can keep you fighting despite grievous wounds. If you drop to zero hit points while you're raging and don't die outright, you can make a DC 10 con save. And if you succeed, you instead drop to one hit point. And each time there, there's also a rule that if you use this time, uh, mul- if you use this feature multiple times between short rests, the DC increases by five for each time. And what do you know? Here's another feature that actually sounds surprisingly similar to a half work feature. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. I feel like the half work relentless endurance would happen first 
that you drop to mm -hmm. one instead, and then if you got hit again, then your relentless rage would then continually keep you going. I always think relentless is pretty cool that it allows you to continue using it. That you could fail it, but there is a, an opportunity to roll and have the opportunity to continue fighting. It's not just one and done. Yeah, so the relentless endurance that we get from the half work, that's automatic success. You don't have to roll, mm -hmm. you just always drop back down to one. And then you just, after that point, keep rolling dice until you fail. Yep. Man. The half-orc barbarian is a good synergy class. <laughs> well, turns out, holy cow. Oh man, we have another boon to our rage though. By the time we reach 15th level, here we get persistent rage. And at 15th level, your rage is so fierce that it ends only if you fall unconscious or if you choose to end it. I'm looking forward to that one. Will we reach that one? Probably not, but I would be looking forward to that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's always fun to theory craft and look ahead at the abilities that you may never end up using. Oh, yes. But yeah, you don't have to worry about whether you're attacking or taking damage. You just stay angry. Mm -hmm. I'm always angry. Yeah, that's the secret. Then we're getting into our really high level features. We've only got two more. At level 18, we've got Indomitable Might. I love this one so much. So when you roll a strength check and your total is less than your strength score, you just use your strength score as the result of the die roll. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. So for example, uh, what is Malamara's strength score? Do you have that available? I believe it is an 18 because I believe it's a plus three. Yeah, so anytime you make that roll and it's less than 18, it, nope, surprise, nope, it is an 18 now. Mm -hmm. And with your extra ability score improvements, who knows, it might be 20 by that point. Yeah. But an awesome thing that barbarians get that not many other people can get is the ability to, just as part of the class, increase ability scores above 20, which we get with our 20th level capstone feature, Primal Champion. So when you reach 20th level, instantly your strength and constitution both increase by four, and your maximum for both of those ability scores increases to 24 rather than 20. Have you ever played a 20 level character, even for like a one shot? I have actually. I've always wanted to. It seems pretty awesome. Did you like it or did you feel overwhelmed by the fact that you didn't like go through all of the different steps to remember all the cool things you could do? Yeah, that's the, the really tricky thing about starting characters at high levels is you just forget so many different individual abilities. This particular one shot though, I really kind of cheesed it. So it was actually with a third party class, the Alchemist class okay. from Mage Hand Press. Yeah which is very similar to the Alchemist class that you find in Pathfinder. It's all about making bombs and stuff. And the Mage Hand Press Alchemist, by the time you reach 20th level, you can literally make a nuclear bomb that deals like, <laughs> oh gosh, let me, let me, it's some ridiculous number. It's like 50 D10 radiant damage or something like that. <laughs> and so I just went into it knowing I've got a nuke. Yeah. I, I can just use that at the appropriate moment and we're good to go. <laughs> yeah, so... You know how I am with my third-party content. I mean, Fleeple being a sacrifice druid, which you're not going to see in any official 5e rulebooks. But, you know, maybe... Here, here's an idea. Here's a thought. Thomas, we're pitching this right now without consulting you beforehand. When we finish Tyranny of Dragons, what if we do a level 20 battle royale between all of that our characters? That would be so fun. I'm, I'm kind of up in the air as to who would win, because I mean, obviously druids get really good spells by that point, but 
holy cow, the amount of sneak attack that Lance is doing and the amount of rage that Mal is embodying. Ooh, it, that's that's tough. That's up in the air. Okay, Thomas, we're going to do this. We're that making the promise fun. for you right now. Yeah, like a... We finish out the campaign, have a nice little epilogue, and then we check back in with our characters in several years if they're still alive and level 20 battle royale that he keeps promising. He stopped promising it eventually, but... I, I forgot about that. We have been talking about that for a long yeah, time. Yeah, well, we did at the beginning and then we stopped talking about it. <laughs> well, it's been too long since we've discussed it, obviously. obviously. We need to restart this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, in any case, that is the Barbarian levels 1 through 20. Mm-hmm. Any other tidbits that you want to share about this barbarian? Uh, maybe stuff that you've learned as you've had a chance to play it, stuff that you think our listeners might be interested in hearing. I think the barbarian is a very interesting place to. I was going to say start a character to multi-class, which is silly because I like started as a warlock and then multi-classed into it. But I feel like the barbarian has a lot of really interesting and cool foundations to then build off of. That mm-hmm. even weaknesses that are built into it, like rage, you wouldn't think that you would want to multiclass with a spellcaster, but like the warlock barbarian has turned into kind of a really cool character to have and to play off of and to play with and, and to battle and do all of those things with. And so I think that some people shy away from barbarians when they think it's just a either a be- quote-unquote beginner class that if it's like your first time to to tabletop role-playing maybe start there which i do recommend because i think that they are a really Mm -hmm. great base class but because they're a great base class if you have any interest in multi-classing they have a lot of really incredible things very early on reckless and danger sense are only level two the primal paths come out at level three their rage they get at level one and the amount of Mm -hmm. damage that you can soak up from the rage and the things that you can do with that, I think can be really powerful, especially if you're wanting to multi-class. And so don't just discount the barbarian because it's a quote unquote beginner class or just a hack and slash character. I think that they can be very, not multifaceted, what's the word, versatile. I think the barbarian class can actually lend a lot of versatility to other classes if you're interested in multi-classing. Yeah. And there's definitely value in like if you are a fighter for example and you just want to be able to take half damage take one level in barbarian you get rage at first level Heck yeah. there you go absolutely and like i said like with the, even the spellcaster class they are they give you so many rages so if you're only battling once every long rest you might as well use use your resources use those rages to go in and out you i i think a barbarian wizard might be really interesting not just a glass cannon but can soak up some damage in between especially because you can end it and start a rage on a bonus action i think is very powerful Mm -hmm. so barbarians are great foundation classes especially if you're wanting to multi-class don't just count them out because they're you you think that there's something that maybe they they aren't because they lend a lot of benefits yeah And if you want to hear more about the additional versatility that you can bring to the Barbarian class, make sure to tune in next time when we talk about Malamar's subclass. Yes! But until we reach that point, thank you everybody so much for listening to this week's episode of Crunch Squad. (laughs) 
We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed geeking out and theory crafting and talking about all these fun rules. And so, from where we get your podcasts, please leave us a review. It boosts our ratings throughout each podcast service. It puts our shows in other people's recommended feeds. And most importantly, just lets us know that you like what we're doing. It really lifts our spirits every time we see a new review coming in. But if you want to write something maybe a little longer than a review, you could also email us at iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com. And we would just love to hear from you. We also, our hearts lift every time we see fan mail coming in. So we love to hear from you there. And we are also hoping to get the word out there and set this podcast on fire. Ah, that doesn't get any better the more times I say it. (laughs) I've said it so many times now and it's still very terrible in any case. Now, to get the most recent up-to-date content from all of us here, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and YouTube now with the handle iCastFireball20. At those different places, you can get possible sneak peeks of upcoming episodes, interesting insights from the players in DM, and behind-the-scenes shots of us making this incredibly fun world. At this point, we're going to give a shout-out to our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop. Uh, This is another part of the outro that always feels really weird, where I pluck my own podcast. I'm the GM over at Improv Tabletop, and we have a couple different things. We do mini one-month adventures using the Fate Accelerated system, which is very good for improv and making stuff up very quickly. Really quick action there. And we also have some long-form campaigns we've been doing. We have one completed Avatar Legends campaign in the world of Avatar The Last Airbender that I'm very pleased with. And we recently began our Blades in the Dark campaign, also taking place in the Avatarverse, incidentally. And it's not very old yet at this point. We just have a few episodes out there, but it's been lots of fun so far. We've gotten a really good response. So my heart is heartened by all of the response we've got from that. So... Whether you like tabletop games or improvisation or just hearing more from me, we recommend you go give Improv Tabletop a listen. Lastly, please like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers. But until next time, I am Ned, your host for Crunch Squad, and today I've been joined by... Mickey, and I play the warlock barbarian Malamara. Keep the fire going, and we'll see you next time.